What's up, everybody? It's Rob at the Active Mission Podcast. Guys, I know it's been a month. A lot of exciting life changes happening and a lot going on that's taken up a lot of time this month, so I have been behind. And that is 100% my fault. So I apologize. That being said, though, I'm really excited, guys. There's been a lot of great life changes, a lot happening that's going to propel me forward and hopefully inspire other people, too. I'm, I'm really excited for what the future holds, and I hope all of you have some form of that coming up for you, too. But I'm really excited about this episode, not just because it's episode 10. You know, in just over two months of doing this, I've gotten almost 100 listeners so far, guys. Like, not quite the goal I wanted to be at, but better than nothing. A lot of that due to my part, but I'm grateful for every single one of you who have decided to take some time out of your day to go ahead and listen to what I'm sharing and really believing in what I'm trying to get across mission-wise on this podcast. So this is for you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Continue listening. Continue spreading the word. I'm really excited to continue providing this kind of content for you guys in the future. But today is a special day because I had the opportunity this weekend to interview a very good friend of mine who is not only a very gifted designer, but someone who's about to enter the workforce. You know, he's in his uh, young 20s. I think I have a couple years on him age-wise, but he's a very intelligent, mature guy who is going places. He's going to be great, and I will promise you this. What he shares in this episode, his story, his passion for the creative work he does guys you're going to leave inspired pumped up and learning something new about uh, somebody who is not only a very good friend of mine but someone who has a genuine heart for others too my buddy kyle erlinson is a graphic designer focusing mainly on visual communication and working with people with disabilities mainly hearing disabilities or people who are deaf and there's a lot going on in this episode with how his story relates to it. And guys, it's it's so good. I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to interview him. Uh, that being said, welcome to the Active Mission Podcast, episode 10. And I hope you all enjoy. Well, we can't go back. We don't know where to begin. All the light changed out. We can't try making amends. All right, Kyle. Hey, thanks for joining us, man. How are you doing so far? Good, man. I'm good. I've been at work all day today. Yeah, go ahead and uh, you were just telling me a little while bit ago how like what you do at work. Go ahead and uh, like tell us what you do because it sounds like you have a really fun job that not a lot of people get to do. <laughs> yeah, I do. So I work for a company called Lake Pleasant Water Sports, and I've been doing this. This is my third year now. So I came on as a jet ski rental associate. So I work up at Lake Pleasant, obviously, and doing jet ski rentals. So getting people set up, letting them go out for the hour, for the day, whatever that is. And then last year, my boss opened up what's called a Wibbit. And you look it up on Instagram, we're Paqua Park. And you just watch a video there and it'll make a lot more sense. But basically, it's an inflatable obstacle course. So think Wipeout and... 
we set it up on the water this weekend, so that's what I've been doing. Ooh, yeah, you know, it's funny because when you first told me that, I thought you, you meant like whip it, like what's the, or, or, it's kind of like a bob it, right? I mean, that, that's yeah. what I was thinking originally because yeah. it's like, that would be funny. You just have those buttons working on the lake and everybody's like, <laughs> twist it, bop it, drown. No, whip we don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we're getting that set up for this season. We had to get it all in place. We build it on the shoreline and then tow it over with jet skis and boats and then um, anchor it all together. So uh, it's, for those of you in Arizona, it's been like 60, 65 degrees out. So the water's about 50, 50, 45 degrees. And so I was in a wetsuit. Yeah, I was in a wetsuit all day today and yesterday. So that was a good couple days. No, it sounds about right. And, you know, it's about to get real hot here. It's already been. Yeah. Kind of bipolar out here with our weather, yeah. but it's it's only a matter of time. The rain, yeah. Flagstaff just got a bunch of snow. Yeah, of course they did. It's Flagstaff. Yeah. yeah. Right. Dang, dude. Well, hey, that's awesome. Is that like a season-long thing, or is that something you kind of do just throughout the year? Yeah, so we'll see. That's typically during the summer, but now I'm going to graduate. I graduate from ASU in May. Oh, heck yeah, so, man. That's awesome. Yeah. You ready to be graduated? I'm super excited. Welcome to yeah. the real world, man, Dude. because it's uh, it's not college. My whole life is going to change in the next six months. Like, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. And that's the joy of it, too. Like, you're never going to be fully ready for it, either. It's just, it's going to happen, and you'll learn how to adjust to it. But, yeah. like, yeah. from what I can tell, it seems like you're getting used to kind of that what that transition out looks like. Yeah. Dude, it's, I've been working at school really hard, and... We're going to go after spring break and, and just sprint to the finish line. Yeah, that's that's the best way to do it because I know senioritis is about to hit a lot of people real hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hit me real hard about three years ago, and I do not miss that feeling. No. But yeah, that's, no. that's awesome, Matt. Uh, and you're majoring in graphic design, or do they have a different sort of uh, title for it at ASU? I can't remember. Yeah, so my major is graphic design, and I, it's actually a Bachelor's of Science. Okay. I, I don't really know what, you, Mr. what the difference yeah. is. Yeah, but I guess that looks a little bit cooler. And we do some, we have some projects that you don't see in like a typical graphic design portfolio. Mm-hmm. But technically, I don't think we use it a lot, but the, technically the program is called VCD, which is Visual Communication Design. Okay, but cool. that's yeah. So my major is graphic design. Neat, because I knew the master's program. I think is VCD. Yes. Okay, okay. And that might be it too. We yeah. might not apply to that, but it's okay. I'm like honestly, at this point, they could just create a bunch of different names for majors, and it'll end up being like, oh yeah, you pay this much extra for this title, and it's going to be just right super confusing. <laughs> like, I can imagine thirty years from now, it's like I'm majoring in digital painting. Like, what? Yeah, and you're going to get a bachelor in fine arts for <laughs> digital like painting. That. It's but only a matter of time. It's cool too, though, because I love that idea of visual communication because I'm learning sign language. So okay. I've been taking uh, American Sign Language as much as I can. So I took 101 and then 102, and now this semester I'm in 201. And so right. just that kind of fusion between graphic design and, and visual communication, the language of ASL. I love calling it that. I love calling myself a visual communicator. Dude, that's that's freaking awesome. What a valuable skill set, too, because yeah, that's going to, like, not only through visual communication, but helping people with disabilities. You know, I know it's something yeah. that's talked about a lot, but there hasn't really yeah. been too much of a change in that. So no. I guess kind of, kind of with that, I wanted to ask you, though, like, you, you did a pretty good job, like, explaining what it is you do, but, like, I, I want to know what got you into yeah wanting to do graphic design is that something yeah. you just always had a passion for or did you like discover it at some point in your life yeah 
Yeah, so it was in high school. Um, my sophomore year, for the graphic designers out there, I remember the first time that I used the pen tool. And uh, one of my friends is Trevor Holupnik. He was a year older than I was, and he was in, we just called it graphics class in high school. And I remember walking in and being like, dude, what are you doing? And he showed me Illustrator, and he showed me the pen tool, and I was hooked. I just loved all the possibilities that you could do, like tracing things. And, and for me in high school, it was all about making stickers and T-shirts and banners and yeah. hats and all of the above. And so after that, that was my sophomore year, I took graphics one second semester sophomore year and then I took graphics two until I graduated so I took it four more times and uh just got close to the teacher and he taught me a bunch of stuff about like print applications like that right like printing t-shirts doing silk screens uh four five six color prints stuff like that and then also he'd give me projects for for the school that he didn't want to do. And so I did a couple banners for the football team. I designed uh, some student council t-shirts one year and I actually designed our senior class shirt, like our graduating shirt and um, got recognized for that, which was super cool. And so that whole process, my teacher really gave me a lot of freedom to create whatever I wanted because he knew that I wanted to uh, try and graphics was kind of a blow off class for some people. So yeah. he knew as long as I was putting effort in, he could <laughs> he could kind of leave me alone. And so um, just built a good relationship with him. And and dude, I was printing off like sheets of sheets of stickers. Like we had an Epson printer that was like two three feet wide, and I'd just be printing off feet foots <laughs> foot like one foot by three feet two foot by three feet just of different stickers i just loved it that's insane and i know like because what kind of high school did you go to is that something that's pretty common in public schools or private schools or wherever you went yeah i went to a public school i grew up in chicago so 45 minutes north of chicago actually like 15 minutes from the wisconsin border and uh public school um we were about 2,000 kids so about 500 a class okay and pretty good size high school yeah (laughs) yeah i think in our area it was pretty common for people for to have like a graphics class right everyone's got a computer lab Mm -hmm. for the most part because you said chicago was there like a specific suburb or were you like in the city of chicago no i was definitely outside 45 minutes north in a suburb called libertyville yeah oh that's where i lived yeah and we had a couple other schools around that um similar experience yeah (laughs) Had had the computer lab, had the graphics classes, so that was pretty sweet. That's nice, dude. Like, man, my high school, we were lucky to get renovations for our band room. Oh, <laughs> Let geez. alone have a graphics yeah. class. But yeah, it's dude, different. That's, that's inspiring. It's always nice when you can find that one teacher that, like, sees that in you. Yeah. And really inspires that. Like, when I did my major, I had a couple teachers inspire me to focus on, like, yeah. my craftsmanship and my design skills in, like, a physical sense. Yeah. Not so much, like, yeah, that's awesome. visually or on computers, even though I had to learn some of the software. But For sure. I guess having that experience in high school, not everyone gets that chance. And, hey, I just want to say sorry. You might hear my dog whining right now. <laughs> um, he's he's a psychopath, so do your best to ignore it. And uh, we'll, I guess we'll just see what happens. He's sad. Yeah. He just wants to be with us and cause a wreck. I know. But, yeah. Besides that, man, that's that's a super inspiring story. I'm glad you were yeah. able to have that experience because that doesn't really get to happen for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, and that too, like, 
I mean, we were all there at some point. I did not know what I wanted to do. Like that junior year pressure of like, well, you have to start looking at college and you got to know what you need to do. And I just remember just having no idea what I wanted to do. And I started looking at colleges and things like that, but I didn't know what I wanted to major in. And then I was like, I think, I think this is something I love and that I want to try at least. And so then I found ASU and and their graphic design program. And and then I guess now it's been four years and the rest is history. So yeah, pretty much. Is that like (laughs) what drew you out here to ASU or did you just want like a change of scene? That for sure. I was like, if I can take the opportunity to move, I'm going to take it. So I I knew I didn't want to stay in (coughs) Illinois Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to go east and I looked at a couple other private Christian schools in California. Um, excuse me. But those were all like small commuter schools. And right, like right. figured that out on the tours. And, like, and I, can, I couldn't commute. <laughs> so I'd be stuck in the dorms while everyone went home on the weekends. And so then as my buddy again, Trevor, he was already out here at ASU. He's one year older than I am. And so he was doing graphic design too. And the program's pretty nice. And so... Looked into ASU and also, I mean, just another part of my story too, I have Crohn's disease mm. and so it's just irritable bowel syndrome and ASU was able to give me the medication I get on campus. Right. That is so, a huge part of ASU. Dude, oh my goodness. I can't remember when they started really taking that more seriously if that was always a thing in place, but yeah, it seriously, was. like anyone here who's about to go to college or in college now take advantage of your on-campus medical facility for it sure 100% your fitness like, center yeah the medical center all of it right it it's yeah that was really like i knew that was so huge as a freshman to just be able to walk across campus oh for sure and, and get meds i know you've opened up before about your uh you know you're living with crohn's disease yeah. and how it's kind of affected your yeah. story like you said is that i guess Part of me is just kind of curious because I know everybody reacts differently to yeah. big life news like that or a life change. For sure. Is that something that you specifically had like a goal in place to really take that uh, seriously when you came out to college? Because for some people it's like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. But yeah, I'm just curious. Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. And what did that look like for you? For sure. And so, I mean, go a little bit back. I was diagnosed when I was 10. Mm. And so... Obviously, I mean, 10 year kid. So my parents took care of me. My mom was super um, involved in like trying to trying to curb my symptoms and all those things. And so from middle school on into high school, it started getting better. And I started getting Remicade infusions every month, every five weeks. And so those infusions would hold me over and that changed my life. Great. And so at that point, at the turn of college knowing that it was not going to be a hassle to get those meds um is really what um what's it called was really just there's a lot of peace there it it didn't i once i started getting on those infusions like i stopped looking i forget sometimes that i'm like oh yeah i have crohn's like this might be a thing it's like oh wait a minute by the way it's like they're it's like you end up dead in the woods or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't happen to you. Like, God forbid. <laughs> but they're just like, oh, anything we need to know and on your medical card says, oh, yeah, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. And it, and it's funny because, I one, it's good because I don't like to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, feel bad for me. I'm, I have ulcers in my intestines. 
but also sometimes it is bad because I'm like, oh crap, like this could be having like stress effects mm-hmm. like on my Crohn. Like symptoms can get worse because of life. And so like right. sometimes I forget and just ignore it in a bad way. But regardless, yeah, knowing that those were accessible was, was so big. Right. And like now that you're aware of it and don't let it really hold you back. And I really like that you bring up that don't feel sorry for me because yeah, I guess I that don't. kind of like the mentality is usually kind of this. I don't know. It comes off differently to different people. I, I've talked sure. to people who have like similar situations with IBS mainly. Yeah. Who are like different life experiences, like you said, usually trigger yeah. them. But right. every single one that I've talked to has been like, this doesn't hold me back. You know, it's like I have a name for it now and I know how to address it. I know there are people I can trust to go to about it. So right. Just to honor you for that, that's right. a really, a really cool perspective you have there because it's not something that's easy to talk about at all so i mean thanks for sharing that with us yeah absolutely yeah man but hey you know now you're out here it's been that four-year timeline for you yeah um i i'm really curious about your post-graduation goals and what you hope to do with it so like do you um how do you see yourself in this field of work creatively because again like the point of this podcast is i really want to bring the light how we can creatively solve problems in our lives and our workplaces relationships anything we do um, visual communication is a very powerful thing for, for a lot of sure. people. For sure. Oh, dude, it's you everywhere. Know? It's it's huge. Like, yeah, it's everywhere. We have digital applications. We have the billboards you see every day. We have yep. the things you see on TV, the marketing behind it. Social media ads, yeah. Right, all everywhere, of it. dude. It's a super valuable skill set, which is why I get mad when people, like, crap on the arts all the time. Because they <laughs> say, well, we have an arts degree. How do you matter? It's like, okay, go a month without Netflix or go a month without, like, yeah. reading a stop sign for once. Don't read a book or don't go see plays. Don't listen to music. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, people, yeah. yeah. We don't no need arts. Just okay. for us, monkey. It's like, let's, no, that's not how it works. Let's take all the arts away for, for six weeks and see how you do. Yeah, we're all just going to be these zombies. We're all trying to be doctors, lawyers, engineers, and then we'll have nobody to, I guess, turn to when life gets too overwhelming. Everything will just be gray and black and white, yeah. and we'll all live in the twilight zone. <laughs> like uh, Fairy Odd Parents when everything was gray and everybody's yeah. just a mob or whatever. Yeah. Was that some dream I had, or was that a real episode? Oh, dude, I can't remember. I don't know. At this I feel point, like it was. At this point, it's just going to be kind of like, anything's possible. But, yeah. uh I guess, what is it you hope to accomplish through your work, kind of guiding people through what you want to impact and how you want to impact other people? Yeah. Yeah. So like I was saying, like a lot of our projects are setting us up for, right, that visual communication, like effectively, um, just effectively communicating through images and words, obviously, right? We have a big, uh, typography emphasis in our ASU program but for me coming out of senior year my passion for sign language it just brings me so much joy and so if I can take my design skills and work in a setting that I can also communicate to deaf people through sign language I think that'd be crazy like I think that would just be so fulfilling to me and helpful to other people to um, bridge that gap. Like if I can do that, right. like, and and right, stay humble in that and, and help people, whether that's looking like go get a job somewhere and then uh, freelance, like mm-hmm. specifically seek out uh, deaf businesses or deaf companies that say, hey, I can, I can do this stuff well 
for you and we can communicate well. Yeah. So that's so big to have that relationship between a client and a designer. So Right. Because I know communication is like a very sought after skill set. Yeah. As much as people like to say, oh, I'm really good at communicating and I'm really good at making sure you're on top of things. Things get lost a lot of the time. Right. And I could imagine like across multiple disciplines and multiple areas of interests, especially with like deaf people. I think that's a really unique, not as talked about subset in this. I mean, we see more examples of it. Like right now, I think there's a movie at the Oscars that was all sign language or was it Coda? Yeah, it was the movie Coda. Yeah, so Coda yeah. is children or child of deaf adults. Mm-hmm. I So I'm in Sign Language 201 right now, and I was talking to my teacher and one of her friends about it. And they are actually, the guy, the dad, for those of you who've seen it, I know Rob, you like talking about movies, so I'm going to talk hey, about it a little bit. <laughs> so the dad in that movie actually grew up in Mesa. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so he grew up, and he won... Oh, was it SAG? SAG Award? He just won yeah, Best Supporting su- Actors, yeah. Yeah, he just won Best Supporting Actor. Oh, no way. For Coda, yeah. So he oh. grew up in Mesa, and so they were talking about, they're, they're actually friends with him. That's something, if you guys experience the deaf community at all, everyone is so tight. Like, they are all about community. because right. they, Partly because they have to be, right? Oh, and there's, for sure. there's less of them, right? They're just so involved in each other's lives and community. Um, it's so... Uh, so joy filling to watch like my teacher interact with her friends and in uh, our class but anyway coda child of deaf adults that movie i i want to i'm just going to talk about this there's this one scene okay go for it yeah i don't want to this, this spoilers ahead so yeah oh. we take a little different path but so right so the premise of the movie is there's um this daughter I forget her name now. It's unfortunate. I think it's Amelia Jones is her real name. But um, Amelia Jones plays a child of deaf adults, right? So her parents and her older brother are deaf. And so she has had to take on the burden her whole life of interpreting for them. Mm -hmm. And so she's in high school and she's shy and nervous. And then she's a great singer. So it's kind of ironic in setting up that um, irony there for for how good she is singing that her parents and can't enjoy her voice, right? Right, yeah. It's got to be tough. And it's sad, right? It's yeah. sad that they can't. But um, So long short of it is she's in choir. She meets this cute boy, but she's super nervous. And then they end up having to do – they end up doing a duet together. Mm-hmm. So I was right, kind of – Stereotypical, right? They get to know each other. They get to sing together. And um, they have this recital, this performance. And obviously she invites her parents out. And so they write the scene. They're they're getting ready to do their duet. The parents and older brother are in the, in the audience. And so they start singing. And then like halfway through, or maybe before they even start singing... I forget. I want to say it's before Ed, the audio goes out. My jaw dropped. That's just like to the to the moment because they're showing the parents right watching. Yeah. And the, and it's just silent. And I was like, I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about it. But I was just like, whoa. Well, and that's cool too because like a whole team of people is working on the same moment here in a lot yeah. of these movies, TV shows, like different. 
you know, banners, posters, graphics, anything really is just a yeah. whole team of people. And I really like what you bring up about the community too. Because, you know, that's a really good effectful Dude. moment of uh, effective sound design that actually brings you into the world of the character, which is yeah. a very effective thing regardless of what you do. Dude. And the character can even be like your audience you're trying to reach depending on your medium that you practice in. For sure. So I'm really glad you brought that up too. Like <laughs> yeah. There are so many good examples of yeah. you know, artwork created by people with... Uh, with hearing loss and people who are right. blind or people who can't walk. You know, there's yeah. there's so much out there that isn't really Dude. as talked about. But, like, back to what we were going to about yeah. your graphic yeah. design. Yeah, narrow it in, for sure. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought up Coda, though, because I have yet to see the movie, to be honest. Yeah, well, you got to watch but it. Anyone else out it's there, It's on my too, list. I watch just, it. Okay, good. Full disclosure, I'm, I've been obsessed with the Batman lately. That's, that's <laughs> coming later. <laughs> He's gonna not... watch, you're going to watch it again. Yeah, it's okay. Four I'll, times. I'll give a review here in a bit, just not right there now. There you go. But, okay. um... Yeah, going back to what you do yeah. with your graphic design, yep. like, I guess some people could see that as a really hefty challenge trying to reach the deaf community because it's not something sure. you think of like, oh, well, I'm no. visually communicating and if they don't have trouble not seeing, then what's the issue? But it's right. like, well, there's still a lot that can be done to, I guess, guide people to what you're trying to get them to do, whether it's for safety, whether it's for, yeah. you know, living an experience like everyone else gets to. Right. So I guess how do you right. hope to apply that not like just specifically for this community but is that something you think could impact your work in the future yeah i mean right get back get back to right effective visual communication whatever that looks like right there's wayfinding there's um right advertisements right you're trying to communicate hey we're the best product um no that's that's cool, man. Yeah, I know there's a lot to unpack and yeah, everything. It's, but. it's it's tough to really narrow it down. Like I said, our program, I owe a lot. I owe pretty much my whole graphic design experience to our, to our program. But <laughs> they, they give us a really big holistic view into what it looks like to create effective design, right? How do I get someone to recognize what they're looking at? Say for wayfinding, for example. Mm-hmm that gets them to from point A to point B without them having to hassle at all, right, is a, is a good way to put it. Like, hey, I used this sign and it did not trip me up. It got me where I wanted to be and then I forgot about it. To me, that's that's effective, right, because it did its job and they they didn't have to trip over communicating. So oh, for sure, Over man. interpreting the communication. That's a really good thing to know, man, because uh, communication and being able to reach people effectively will never be a uh, an out-of-date skill, no, no. or it'll never be like uh-uh. unnecessary to the point of, oh, well, we have a computer for that. Well, guess what? Not everybody has the physical, mental, or even environmental yeah. ability to use these products, yeah. at least not now. You know, That's probably going to be something that comes out in the next few years or not, but... Yeah. You know, I, I was curious, too, because you experienced COVID when you were in college. I was yeah. lucky that it was already a year done for me when COVID <laughs> happened. Yeah. That was a major thing. But what, what did that look like for you in your studies? Did that have, like, a slowdown, or did that kind of for rev you sure. up? Or, I mean, what did Dude. that look like? Yeah. So I, I lucked out. I got my true freshman college experience before COVID hit, and then went first semester sophomore year good and then it was the end of second second semester sophomore year um 
that was going 2020. And so right, that's when we went completely online. And for context, the way the ASU program, the ASU graphic design program works is um, we have a milestone at the end of our freshman year. Right. So, so your, your sophomore year is not guaranteed. And so what that looked like was we probably started with like 200 people, right? First semester, fresh, mm-hmm. August, not everyone knowing what they're doing yet. We probably had about 150, 125 going into second semester. And then at the end of second semester, come March, April, May, we had to do a milestone. So the, what they looked at was your graphic design GPA, your core class GPA, um, right, your studio, we call them studio classes or studio grades. I remember studio classes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's funny trying to explain it to people because I'm like, yeah, I don't really take tests. Like, I just yeah. do a bunch of projects. It's like, if you know, you know. If you don't, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, don't worry. It's okay. And then, and then we had this milestone, which was just, a, it was a set of five projects that they took into account uh, on top of everything else. Right. And so out of like 90, they took 45 of us from my year. And so going into sophomore year, knowing that there's just going to be 45 of us, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like that was, that was definitely, um, something to be super excited. I'm super proud, um, that that happened and they took the milestone away actually now so they're trying to get more kids it's which like is you did great. all that for nothing well and it's funny yeah. too because i wouldn't change it though i love it like <laughs> I, I think there's more to me there's more prestige behind that like hey i made it like right, i made the cut i earned that and nothing against people who are going through the program now but it, yeah i definitely am happy the way it happened but so right going into covid that <laughs> we had um, and talk about more of the program, really, because there's context. Um, our freshman and sophomore year are super into design fundamentals mm-hmm. and practical. Our, our program's heavily based off of the Bauhaus movement in, in Europe and Sweden. That's interesting, because that kind of led the way to, like, modern, postmodern. Yeah. yeah, super, I mean, Swedish design, super technical, super clean. Very simple. Yeah, yeah. simple, right, but elegant and, and clean is... is what we look at it and so our our freshman and sophomore year we're all hands-on barely any illustrator barely any photoshop like yep. <laughs> we're painting black and white squares is like what i'm talking about and it's like we were graded on it was a it was a white on black square so it's a 22 centimeter piece of chipboard or uh butterboard whatever it is i don't even remember and then you take black placa and mix it yourself and paint it Oh, wow. And it's right. I'm talking like technical stuff. So I was freshman and sophomore year. And then going into junior year, I'll back up. End of sophomore year, we went online, right? So we're trying to do what's called, we were doing complex object painting, right? So we took a picture or you'd set up an object. For me, I had like a ceramic milk jug. And I set up the lighting for it and I had to set it up every time in order to paint the paint the reflections and and make a uh, a painted object that looked like it right but just with black yeah so we were doing that going into online and so i had to set all my stuff up at home we all had to do that and then the best thing about going online was we were were doing this these charcoal drawings super right abstract expressive like oh man and i am not that <laughs> like the, the best thing that happened to me sophomore year was going online because our teachers 
did not require us to do charcoal drawings. Oh, man. So we dropped. I was like, thank goodness. <laughs> and, dude, those physical art supplies are expensive. Too. Yeah, they are. Like, jeez, I still have all my own color, colored pencils and Good. stuff. I'm like, you mean I spent 30 bucks on this? Dude, like, so worth expensive. it. And paper, <laughs> yeah, and all of it, too. So so that was funny going online. And, and our teachers did really well with that, right, using Zoom and, and just trying to – such a weird time, right? It's like, hey, yeah. how are – how are we going to run this now? Like, what's the best way to do that? And, and get everyone's opinion on that too. And so end of, so I mean, sophomore year ended going into summer. That's when I started working and then going back into junior year, completely online. Um, I don't want to take this too political COVID wise, but ASU's campus was still open. And so I was going. And even though class was on Zoom... Right. Wasn't it optional to be on campus or not at that time? It was... I just... I don't I don't really know for the rest of the school, but for us, like, they let our... Our studio rooms were still open. And so okay. I'm, I'm one of those people, I'm like, I got to get out of the house. And so if I have the opportunity, I'm like, it, it's easier for me to compartmentalize, right? So mm -hmm. home, home is home, and homework happens, but, I, like, that's rest. So if I can go to school, that's when I get my work done. Exactly. Right? And that's just the way I work. Yeah, no, I feel that, man, because uh, I, as much as I love having the option to work from home, for example, yeah. I could never full-time work from home because no. I would go crazy. Yeah, that's just the way. Yeah, I, yeah I, same. So I was still going into school, and a couple other people would show up, but right, we'd still be on Zoom, but I'd just be sitting in class. And so that, mm -hmm. for me, was huge. But the class dynamic's not there, right? Because, because... You don't get organic community, organic conversation on Zoom because it's not private, right? If you're in a waiting room of five people, you can't just have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody. And so that really, the whole junior year is when we really got a bunch of design freedom. Yeah. Right? We were done with the fundamentals and, and we had practical projects, whether that was branding or marketing or right all uh, under visual communication things. But... Um, we're starting to get into a lot of design freedom and we just didn't have that collaboration as much it was really beneficial because we were put into cohorts we were put into smaller groups mm -hmm. and so I had a group of four and then ended up being a group of three but and we it was actually a super fun project we got to make our own design firm air quotes and, hey. <laughs> and uh, we branded that and actually made some hats for that and gave them to our teachers and stuff like that so that was super fun our name was loud ink plug plug loud ink hey. <laughs> at Rania and at Amber. yeah I'll put it in the show description it's fine yeah <laughs> you could that'd be funny but anyway, so that was the really core community that I had were those, my two friends, Ronnie and Amber, in my group. And so that was awesome. And we were doing client projects actually facilitated by the school, but working with each other on client projects. Yeah, that and makes so, sense. Yeah, just all I'm getting at is COVID <laughs> took away that organic sense of community and mm -hmm. the organic feedback that is so important to design because i can only think of so much right and like and right. obviously like you're not a superhero yeah exactly and you have pioneers right because <laughs> something we talk about sometimes is right if i say apple tree the mm. first thing that comes into your head is completely different than what comes into my head yeah and so like we've had um assignments for for um junior and senior year where we'd be hosting a show 
right? And there's 45 of us. And you, so our teachers did a good job. They kept it pretty vague, right? And so you have to make a poster to market uh, this show. And like, that's pretty much it, right? And there's 45 of us. There's 45 different solutions yep. to market the same show. Yep. And so, um, what's that? All that to say, just you get... When you start to work on the same project then, and you're in a group, right, I like smaller groups. If you're in a group of five or a group of four, you can bounce, you just bounce ideas off each other, right? It just comes naturally. Right. And, and there is something to say. One half of graphic design is, is right. I've heard it said, this is, and this is kind of where I shoot to be. I'm not a great designer. I call myself a good designer, right? Like if you tell me, hey, here's an eight and a half by 11, lay this out, like we need a letterhead. I can do that. Yeah. I can do that clean, it'll look good. But what I think is so important too is being able to talk about your design. Hey, why does that work? For someone who's not a graphic designer. Like for, what made you think of that? What do you mean? It's like, well, I mean like somebody's looking at you, like has no design ability or skills yeah. whatsoever. It's kind of like, how did you come up with that? Exactly. It's either super interesting or it looks like garbage. Yeah. Like what would, it looks different for everybody. Right. Yeah. And so, right, being able to say, hey, this this is right as a client. Hey, this is what you came here with. Mm -hmm. And here's my solution. And here's A, B, C, D on why it accomplishes um, your problem. Yeah. Right. And because that's my job is to tell them, hey, this works. And here's why. And here, if you apply it this way and do that. You're gonna you're gonna succeed in, in what you want, and so half of design is creating good design, and the other half is being able to explain it. <laughs> it's so right. important because I I know I've done some set designs for stage and film all over yeah. the place. I've had directors either like it, it's super strange. I think being a designer kind of puts you in a weird situation for because sure. you'll you'll have that team of people you work with who all know how to collaborate, who know how to work well together, right? Or and or you'll have either clients or directors or other leaders that you report to about your design that's right. to make the whole image work where you either get the reaction of oh I love it I wouldn't change a thing versus oh I'm going to change this you know one example I had is I did a production of Hello Dolly at the Mesa Arts Center okay cool we had a cool sort of I don't know how to describe it it's kind of like this retro meets art deco kind of look cool. for this part of New York okay super tough to do because that's a if you don't know that uh, story it's huge. It's all over the place. Like every yeah, scene change yeah. is a scene change. You never go back to the same place until the very end when they're back in a feed shop. Okay. And it's Funny. like every single scene transition is a whole new location. So having to coordinate that and do that, you know, we had this director who was very, oh, I want it to look this way exactly. And then when problems came about, he was like, oh, well, why didn't you think of that? Why didn't you do this? I'm like, right. I didn't know you did this. And sometimes you will get that bad feedback. Yeah, version. right. And, and it happens. Even yeah. like right now, I work in a design firm for landscape architecture. And yeah. from my experience as a designer in different places I've worked too, I've noticed that you have the people who think they know everything, <laughs> the people who actually know a lot, yeah, and the people who are just trying to get by and learn because they take this seriously. Right. You know, is that has that been a challenge to you as of yet? Because I can guarantee you, when you're in a job, you will find those people. Yeah. Oh, dude, for sure. Our professors are so knowledgeable and it's like i know in a year or two i'm gonna look back and and kick myself in the butt for not asking more questions <laughs> <Yep>. for them <laughs> i feel that um but 
right taking that realization and, and being like hey no seriously just get in there get to have a conversation about it but yeah definitely with classmates too that's um we all run the different board right like i sit right in the middle I'm like i know i'm not the best at, at certain things and mm-hmm. right now i'm on a um i'm co-leading our event planning committee for our upcoming senior show and uh my co-lead we had to split it up and so i'm in charge of building the structure yeah that that we're presenting on and she's doing the publication the book layout and i told her flat out i was like hey your your sense of layout and and design typography things like that was like way better than mine <laughs> and so and so in that regard yeah i respect i mean i respect those people so much because they all one they're better than me mm-hmm. and i want to be like that i want to be like them and also they're there to learn and like absorb as much as they can exactly and that's kind of the thing too is we're all here to learn oh you know? dude because i can know something i struggled with is if somebody said hey you're not good at this my immediate response would be like do you think i'm just not capable whereas like oh hey i'm saying that because i don't think i'm capable right now and i'm dude. getting a little insecure about it mm-hmm. and that i know as creatives true. like regardless of what workplace we're in we have ways yeah. we can creatively solve problems but yeah in that kind of environment, I know it's been hard for me to be like, you know what, I actually don't know how to do this, but I, re- I really want to learn how. So yeah. like, seeking out that opportunity and actually taking that action to do it. For you sure. know, which kind of leads into like influencing others for the work you do. Like, How do you find that audience you want to have so you can actually make your work important for what they want and get that experience? Because at the end of the day, right. like, yeah, you can work a job for the money right. or you can work a job because you want to make an impact. Yeah. And get that experience and learn, you know. Right. Because money's money. Like, at the end of the yeah. day, it's never going to be guaranteed regardless of what position we're in. No. And it's not something that should be like this, oh, well, if I'm not going to get paid this exact amount, it's not worth it. It's like, in some cases, that's, that's true. I mean, yeah. it depends a lot on experience and kind of what you're looking for. For but sure. And that's a it's whole something different you conversation, about. Oh, dude, yeah, there's probably not right. enough time to get into no, that. No, right we don't need to get into that, right? Because <laughs> you can go into, well, this is what I'm worth. But then right. my company, like my boss doesn't treat me well. I'm not getting paid. In, like all those kinds of things. And, and there's, right, there's balance there. Because we should, yeah. right? As the, the arts, right? We should get paid. Uh, right, but what, what you're worth, worth and I don't know. what you're making could be two very different things depending on where you're actually at. Absolutely. Because it's all about that demand and what people want. For sure. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, one thing that has kind of bothered me in my job searches in the past and like, where I've worked before has been like, you know, I'm not necessarily under or overpaid. Okay. But I tend to be given a lot of work right away because I have mm. multiple skill sets in multiple areas uh-huh. that usually are more in demand. And something that used to come up with me and still does a little bit is like, okay, if I'm not actually meeting this, I guess, pay grade for my skill set, it's kind of like, okay, well, am I actually being taken advantage of right now? Mm. Which yeah. I think, this, especially as designers, people will be like, oh, can you do this for free? You know, I can't afford to pay you. Right. It's very tricky to deal with that dynamic. It's like, yeah, I want to help. But, like, if you want me to create value for you, you have to create value for me, too. It's, right. it's transactional. It can't be something that's like, oh, I'm going to make this for you for free because, Dude, you know, we're really good friends. And it shouldn't be just you expecting free labor from me or you, yeah. for example. Yeah. And I, I was just curious about that. Like, again, that's a conversation for another time. But <clears throat> I truly think it is a 50-50 kind of gray zone area. It's I like, agree. well, certain situations make sense for it. And and I just want to highlight something there, too, because what you said made me think of uh, one of my professors. And, and he was just with us for a semester. 
but I'm gonna name his name's Garen Lofgren, and and he's a designer, and he came in to teach a semester. Like I said, just one for us, but um, he he would have these uh, five minute not pep talks, but just like wisdom, like his way of like I want to capitalize on my one semester here right if that's what it was going to be so Mm -hmm. but they'd always turn into like 15 20 minutes so we call them as we call them as 15 minute five minute speeches and anyway that's awesome (laughs) yeah he just dropped some knowledge bombs and there was one that said he was like never work for free yep and i was like huh but right what he said afterwards was um he he didn't twist it but he took it a different way and he said you can do design work for free but you always got to get something out of it, right? So like if you came to me and was like, hey, um, Kyle, I want you to make this logo for me. Can you do it for free? I said, I can say, yeah. Like I can make it. Right, and that's it. Yeah. But what my teacher's getting at, he said, yeah, but you got to go to lunch with me. Right. Right, and so like taking like it a different coffee. way yeah. like and creating that relationship, right? Cause, because you know a whole network of people that I don't. Right, and that like could lead. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that could give me more business. And so there is business side to it, but also, I mean, um, as Christians and Christian yeah. men, building relationship with as many people as we can is so important. And so that was something I haven't even thought about. I was like, huh? It's like I can do that for free, right? If you have time, if if depends on the place, right? If you have income coming in and you can kind of uh, freelance on the side and get that project, but. I just thought that was super insightful what he was saying there. And mm-hmm. so that was all I wanted to say was it was clever. Like, hey, well, you got to – right, if someone comes to you and like, hey, we need a new logo and it's like a print shop, hey, well, you, uh, you got to make me a shirt. Like whatever you want, but just make me a shirt in return. Yeah. Like some, like fun stuff like that or like a hat, like I'm a hat exactly. guy. Yeah, because like it doesn't even have to be money or anything. No. It could be like, like building that relationship, yeah, because I really like hearted yeah. Yeah, this idea that like because as Christian men, like building that relationships with other people, whether it be like a platonic thing, friendship, sure. business related, romantic, whatever it is, yeah. it's just one of those things that's like – you're still creating value. So life-giving. It's yeah. not, right. It, yeah. it might, you might not necessarily see the effect of it right away, but no. it's like you're planting that seed in other people's lives For where it's sure. like, oh, hey, they're going to remember that conversation because how many yeah. people do you think you pass by that are like, you know what? I've never been asked to do this for somebody before, but it kind of makes me want to do it. Yeah. Because like, it's genuine, it's easy, it's right. not something that I'm going too out of my way for. Exactly. And, you know, unfortunately, you're always going to deal with selfish people. But, you know, right. Like, that's that's a cool uh, perspective you have of it. The, which, like, that sounds to me a little bit more like that kind of influencing idea of it is you want yeah. to be able to build that relationship with other people. Yeah. So I guess for you then, what does that look like being active and pursuing that? Is it like, okay, I want to take more chances on meeting other people and, like, creating that transactional offer? That's or is it going to be one of those things that's like, oh, well, I can work this job, provide my value here, but also give insight to how you think, you know, we can be reaching this goal or reaching this yeah. community. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> question, dude. Really yeah. good. It's probably not one that you can probably answer just in this well, episode here. And I have ideas. Yeah. So, I well, mean, dude, share them. I'll, sp- I'll, I'll spit some ideas. But, right. Because there's the whole side of social media. And, and social media can be dangerous, but it's a great tool. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Whole different conversation. Yep. Anyway, I have a I have my private account and my, my design page. And and even in my four years, right, just 
um, collaborating with people who who do different things than I do. And right for my, my example is I took a packaging class and didn't know what to expect, but we were doing a lot of technical drawings and a lot of friends who are industrial designers. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, whatever tidbit, and I reached out to a couple of them through Instagram, say, hey, whatever you, information, tips, tricks you can give me about creating technical sketches, send them my way. Because I got nothing. Like, I have no experience. Like, <laughs> well, nothing like stuff that. stuff is hard, man. Dude. So, and more so, credit to you. <laughs> yeah, and right, and even just like, I don't talk to that person every day. Yeah. But that, I guess, more right professional relationship mm-hmm. of just, hey, like, that opens a door. If So I'm proactive, right? I reach out to a friend. To me, I mean, whether they need help later or, or reach out to me in the long run, I'm not expecting that. But I, sure. w- I would hope that they would know that it's there, right? Like, right. And yeah. good heart. Like, hey, if you do ever need a tip graphic design-wise or need help, Hey, let me know. Like that door's open, right? And being intentional about those things. So that's not, like just one thing I was thinking about through social media. Um, for the whole freelance thing and like what my teacher's talking about, I really haven't had the chance to do that much yet, right? And and that for me, I don't think I'll freelance right off the bat. I want to yeah, get that's in. A, that's uh, a pretty big risk, man. For Possible, sure. but yes, absolutely. But I would love, and maybe later, right? Maybe five years down the road. I want to get some either in-house graphic design experience somewhere like agency experience and then take those things in there. And so like for me, thinking about being intentional about those relationships of, right, I mean, I think it's safe to say for the most part, every in-house or agency job you get, you're working on a team in some capacity. Right, and that never really changes. Like, no. I've tried some freelance stuff here and there. Yeah. You were still working with a team, if not an agency, like other freelancers. For sure. Who expects the best of you right. and vice versa. Right. And so, yeah, right, me looking forward, right, these are just my, my thoughts at least of, mm-hmm. of being intentional about uh, who your relationship with your team. Yeah. Right, because if I, and this partly for my own sake, like if I come into a team and I don't feel safe, I don't feel comfortable being like, hey, I have this idea. Like if someone's going to be like, that's dumb. And like, and like, right. Or like, oh, that's stupid. Like I'm probably not going to give as many ideas. And right. And that's, yeah, maybe that's personal, but also right. Creating that, mm-hmm. that good community environment is so important. And so like, if I can be a part of that and be like, hey, let's go get lunch. Let me know about your life. Right. Because then when we're in work, we're working and we can joke around. Right. And that creates better design. Right, like no right. boss is going to be like, no, don't hang out with your team. <laughs> right, like why would you do that? It's like, how dare you go to lunch on your own time? Yeah, right. And so to me, <coughs> that that just doesn't stop, right? It's all about other people. Right. And, and like all of that in, ideal, in an ideal world, right? But like truth yeah, is you will have people who will take advantage of you and trample sure. your boundaries. You for know? sure. Is that something you're trying to like, I guess, have you really given much thought into what that would look like? Because like just... To give some perspective, too, I've had instances yeah. where other designers have been like, hey, you need to change this because it doesn't work with me. I'm like, but is it directly affecting what you need to do? No, it would just look better. Okay, well, that's according to you, not to me. Right, and right. And Versus, like, you know, a lot of designers, to be totally honest with everyone listening to this, and I'm sure, Kyle, you could possibly agree with this, a lot of designers are absolute snobs. Yeah. They think they know everything yeah it's like you know what you're knowledgeable great i respect that but right. if you're gonna walk around telling me what i need to do for what i do 
It's like you better have a good, like a pretty good, damn good reason to back it up. Well, and that's the uh, that's the like, hey, I can I can get out of the way. I can humble myself, right? Mm-hmm. But you got to have a better idea than I do. Exactly. That's that's like, kind of the way I think about it. You better convince me. <laughs> like, hey, you can you can bring up your idea and like or trash on mine, but you better you better come up with something that's that's better that we can that we then we can go through, right? Exactly, and we can right. and we can work on. Because yeah, I got no issues. Because that's part of. I mean, to me, that's part of. It. Like, I know that I'm not the best, but exactly, I, but I'm yeah. I'm good, mm-hmm. right? And I can accomplish the goals, right? If you got something better, let me know. Right, and, you're and we're working on a team, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, if it makes the team look better, I'll get out of the way. Yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> I got no issues with. It's that. like you know, I signed my contract. I did what I was told to do. Right. Anything after this is pretty much like I want to enhance the experience. Right. Yeah. 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 So definitely. But yeah, exactly. Like you'll always be yeah. learning in mm-hmm. what you do. It's, it's such a huge field too. Like, right. There's so many specializations. Like dude, you, you sound like you have a really good plan in place, and you have a genuine focused <laughs> goal with all of it right now. I mean, sure, things change. Yeah. You're graduating. Things dude. are going to be a little stressful. Like I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, that first year is usually like that hard. What is it I actually want to do? Right. And that is a hard perspective to have in itself yeah. too. Of like, hey, I could go. Right. I've been looking into jobs and did a couple interviews and Mm -hmm. and some internship positions and typically again back to our program the the typical is you get an internship from junior year to senior year in the summer and that's typical and people are like well why would you get an internship that's for credit right yes they actually waived it because of covid because no one was no one was hiring no one was doing it but um point is right like there's a part of me in my head because that's the, the typical is you get it between junior and senior that it's like, well, you can't get an internship after senior year. That would mean you're not good, right? Or like you're less <laughs> than because you're not getting a job. Oh, boy. Dude, <laughs> and, and I'm like, get that out of your mind. Yeah. Because that that is, right, and having that growth mindset, like that internship is hopefully turns into a job. And right. right, but it's never guaranteed. To be no, right. it's not. But still, taking that step and being like, "Hey, I'm gonna go commit to this internship for three months, six months, a year, whatever it is." Mm-hmm. Just taking one step at a time. That's all I'm getting at, right? Yeah. Hey, everything's one day at a time. I even, could move yeah. for the year and then get my dream job the year after, right. right? Or go through three jobs in five years, right? Whatever that looks like. Just being open to that process. And, and taking um, what you value and who you are uh, along the way, right? And committing committing to those good relationships and, and all that kind of stuff, right? No, that that's that's really inspiring, dude. I really hope you keep that momentum going through all Thanks. this. Because, like, yeah. even just to show up in my story with that, too, yeah. I had my faculty basically admit that there were things about me or my work I think they didn't like. So they, they never recommended me for internships or apprenticeships huh. or anything. And I'm like, I would apply every year. It, it wasn't required in my major sure. when I was at ASU. Okay. It was optional, but it was definitely strongly recommended. Okay. Um, basically, the program I was in at ASU, and I don't really care about exposing these jerks. Yeah, yeah. I was in the theater exhausting. design and production program at ASU from 2015 to 2019. Yeah. A lot of... A lot of dumb politics, you know, they play favorites. Sure. Uh, a lot of a lot of that. And, like, when you're in that dynamic of people playing favorites, you have one of two ways you can respond. You can be, one, I accept it, and I can just do my role, get out, which yep. is kind of what I did. Okay. Or, two, you can be mad about it and make yourself 
look look worse in their eyes. For sure. And not that you should care what other people think, but no. when you are going through a program, it's like, okay, I have to take responsibility for how I respond because I'm not responsible for what other people say to me. I'm only responsible for how I react. Right. So when I heard that, like, it, it was tough for sure. Like, I had my nights where I was like, oh, man, I, I bet I'm not even good enough to do this career. Yeah. Or not. You know, I even did my senior showcase, and I had multiple people come up to my stand and be like, you're really good at what you do. You know, I pray you continue in this career path and get a job. And, you know, I'm not working in my field, but I still do right. my freelance gigs here and there. I get right. references. I get suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, with the current season of life I'm in right now, it's kind of hard. But yeah. going back to it, too, like, if you're in an environment where you're with other believers, usually, like other Christians, For sure. being partial in the body of Christ is kind of one of those things that's like, you know, God didn't play favorites with us. He gave us different talents, responsibilities, lives. Yeah. Yeah. But he never was like, oh, well, you're my favorite person because it's like, you know, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God at the end right. of the day. Right. But if you're someone who struggles with like feeling the negative effect of favoritism versus feeling the Samson, stop howling. You know what? I can say this on the show. He's, he's mad because I have him in his cage because he's mm-hmm. going to go psycho. I want you to stop. Lay down. He's not going to do it. He's just staring at me through his kennel. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. But. When you are dealing with that effect, it's you do have to be responsible for how you react to it. Yeah. And yeah. that just is what it is, right. man. But like, and sorry, what were you going to say? I just, and we're not going to handle it the best every time. Right. Right. And like, allow yourself to be human. Dude, yeah. for sure. There's so much grace to, to mess up and to be human. Right. And then and God's going to use use those experiences and that process um and how you handle it afterwards too right Right. like setting things right hey i didn't i didn't react very well i'm sorry right and then <laughs> going forward will you forgive me for that and then there's just so much growth to be had in those situations Dude, too that's what being humble and taking responsibility for your life looks like yeah man everybody learns differently it took me a while to learn that yeah. lesson and uh, yeah yeah and, you know, at the end of the day, if something really just pisses you off and you don't want to deal with it, like, you know what, screw these people, I'm done, keep that to yourself. And then, like, get a few trusted friends and be like, yo, like, you know, screw this person. Yeah. <laughs> All that fun stuff, you know? Sometimes that's good to get off So just, just vent, like, let yourself do something. Like, for me, going to the gym or getting out hiking or climbing Dude, or doing whatever I can do, it's like, oh, man. exercise. I can sleep all night now. Yep. And I can take all my anger out on this, like... On this dumbbell or this kettlebell or yep. whatever it is I'm doing. Dude. And be like, okay, this isn't that serious. <laughs> Tomorrow <laughs> I'm just going to go in, bring my A game, yeah, and do what I can do. But, yeah, that was yeah. that's a really good point you bring up. And, you know, like, I know I'm here for you. A bunch of other people are here for you. Yeah. Whatever that looks like in your career or life. Um, for those of you who were listening, though, and me yelling at my dog, uh, whining the whole time. <laughs> like, sorry, not sorry. You do the same thing, too. But... He's a good boy, I promise. He's just he's just a youngin', you know, he's learning. I agree. I met <laughs> him tonight. He's a good boy. Yeah. He's 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 just growing up just like we all are. Oh that's, yeah, that's the whole point. He's got some lessons to learn, you know, like don't <laughs> jump on people or you no know, biting. Like no don't biting. Don't bite. 
he's always had that issue, but I didn't know he'd just be like, yeah, I just want to play by you because I want to taste you to say hello. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I'm going to pull out every single one of your teeth, right. and I'll put them back in once you learn how to stop biting. Right. Okay, that doesn't work, but anyway, <laughs> I've tried. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, man. I uh, I like where you're going with this. I like the... Uh, I like the action you're taking to do it because that's that's kind of the point I want to bring across in this yeah. podcast to people who are listening or if you're inspired about it like active mission I, yeah active mission you know I, I was playing around with it active mission podcast I made my website uh, theactivemissionpod.com yeah. and I realized the acronym for that is AMP which is funny because we're uh. talking about you know the deaf community but I was thinking about this tonight like man I want to amplify this message of taking responsibility for your life and Sweet. finding solutions creatively Dude, in your life awesome. to solve that's issues awesome. and that's I'm kind of curious to see where that leads now because yeah. I, I want to follow that and that, that was totally an accident too from when I started this awesome but, <laughs> happy accidents oh yeah I love it when that happens and on it. this I wasn't expecting that but awesome yeah dude I uh I've really enjoyed talking to you about this the whole time and uh you know, like sharing your story with us and Dude. getting to talk to us. You know, I hope those of you who are listening like find some inspiration in that. But yeah. um, we're Me almost too. about out of time here, honestly, For with sure. this interview. You know, Kyle, I want to respect your time and like oh, you shared a ton. You shared like your Dude. heart and mission and had a lot of fun. Yeah, well, thanks, you man. You were really fun. This is my first interview, so first yeah. podcast. Yeah, probably Hopefully. won't be your last. Either. Hopefully not. Yeah, because these are fun. I. uh and like I know those of you listening, I've been promising interviews, but just with hectic, crazy schedules, <laughs> everybody's the same amount of busy. Happens. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But you Isn't know what? Funny? Interviews happen when they happen, and For they're sure. just gonna keep coming, guys. Just uh, keep listening, keep trusting, keep uh, yeah. keep doing what you do in your life, yeah. but don't ever succumb to the I can't do it or I'm not good enough. No. Because chances are, if you're not good enough, in your mind, like one, why are you doing it? Unless you're passionate about it. Right. Or two, get over yourself. Like, like I'm going to be just as blunt as possible. For like, sure. Oh, I don't feel good enough right now. Why? Are you interested in it or not? And I want to add to that too right away. Of like, It is going to look different for everybody. What I got to do to get out of my head is going to look way different than what you got to do, Rob, to get yep. out of your head. So there is... There's so much benefit in the community right in that way. And talking to people, things like that about... Um, what you got to do, but don't let anyone tell you what you're doing is weird because it's so personal. Like it's just, I found a lot of relief in journaling, things like that. Like Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd have a journal. Journaling is a great tool guys. Definitely look into it for sure. Right. But my journaling looks completely different than yours. Mm -hmm. Right. And it took me a couple years even to, to, um, feel safe in my journal right i always had that like i gotta i gotta write perfect right that's again more yeah, of my story perfect handwriting Take anyway a class. Yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> right just funny stuff like that but anyway guys that's all that's that's what i gotta say in that point is is if you find something that works for you just do it don't let anyone tell you that that it's weird or wrong or anything like that like if if that's what you gotta do then you do that yeah no, absolutely, man. That's a really good, uh, a really good way to look at it. Uh, before we do go, I did want to mention you and I went to a conference at your church that you go to at Redemption. Yeah. Here in Tempe, that talked about art, creativity, and yeah. faith. And there were a lot of points like we talked about tonight that we just naturally brought up. For sure. That were a huge part of that conversation, especially that 
don't care if other people think what you're doing is weird right. just because they don't understand what it is and right. kind of refuse to understand. Because a lot of people get defensive when they're Sometimes. just like, oh, this weirds me out because I'm scared, not because yeah. what you're doing is actually weird. Dude, I think, dude, yeah. Which was a super cool thing to hear because I, I heard that and I was like, whoa. Dude. You know, my certain interest in storytelling or design work or how I'm creating certain environments mm -hmm. like might look weird to someone who doesn't understand it. Yeah. Which comes into what you've been talking about this whole time. You know, how can I communicate my ideas to somebody so they understand yeah. what's happening? And Redemption, Tempe, I think a couple of them, they do first the first Wednesdays yeah, yeah, of yeah. every month. And yeah, I was talking about art and, and faith and culture. And what I want to say is I think we have a bad relationship with the word weird. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. think when we say weird in our culture today, everyone hears bad or wrong. Mm -hmm. Right when you when you, someone says right, I want to say different too weird or different people immediately associate that with a negative that's bad or that is that is not right however you want to put it right it's right and it's and like, it's usually always personal too right and yeah I just say that right because it's like oh well Kyle you journal that's weird I'm like yeah if, that's fine if you want to view it that way it's not weird for me. Yeah. Like this is this is benefiting me. If you want to see it as weird or or different, that's totally fine. I got no issues with that. But yeah, really. but don't judge me for that. Right. Things pretty much. Eat, right. A whole different conversation. But that's what I want to say is is check yourself this week, right? Yeah. And check yourself when you see when you see something that's different. Is it bad? Right. Or, or are you just not used to it? Or are you just not aware of, of people doing different right. things? You know, I think, I think that I could have say. solved the whole issue of, like, censorship. You know, like, oh, my kid can't read Harry Potter because of witchcraft versus, like, hey, this right. series is actually really well told. When it's the the destruction, right? Oh, well, my kid can't reach Harry Potter, so we need to make sure no kids read it. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. It's like, well, no. I mean, <laughs> sure, you might not agree with everything, especially right. if you're more on that, you know, faith side. There are things like, yeah, oh, I can't right. let this in my life. Fine. You know, I have to right. put myself on oh, those dude, moments, too. Me, too. But, like... At the end of the day, is it really hurting you? Right. Is it something that's putting you in harm's way? If it's not, it's not yours to worry about. Right. You can have your opinion about it, but don't For like sure. demonize things because that's that's really what limits us. And you know, if we're given this creative gift from God at the end yeah. of the day, that's like express this for not just the body of Christ, but like reach other people. Yeah. Build those relationships, like build right. that community. Right. It looks different for everybody. Dude. And it, it should be respected and honored. That, that's and always been my perspective on it. Agreed. And, right, I mean, God gave us our bodies and our brains, and then He gave them to us individually. Yep. Right. And so that's, you got to take that time to invest. And I don't want to, like, I'm not like self help, self talk, whatever. Self, I mean, Positive self-talk is good. You know, but. guys, go read a book or follow a blog or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I feel like that relationship in the church between self-help, right, when you hear that, to me, it's like, well, you don't have enough faith because mm -hmm. you need self-help. Regardless of that, you just have to take time to invest in in figuring out what works for you, right? Yeah. And just things like that. That's all I'm trying to get at is, like, God, your relationship with God, right, what how God has made you to be, how you react to certain things. You got to take time to figure those things out. Absolutely. Right? There's certain yep. things that I don't, it's not worth my conscience. It's not an inherently bad thing, 
I can't think of an example right now, of course, right, when I need one. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Just like little things. It's not inherently bad, but it's like it's not worth my conscience to even to put on there. Like I don't right. want to do that. But that's just things I've figured out for myself. Yeah, and like um, you said, that just that are completely different. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes us all unique yeah, and dude. able to, you know, be fully ourselves with no shame or regret for what we do. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Well, hey man, this has been a fantastic conversation. Dude, I, I hope loved everybody it. who hears this like genuinely hears this. Dude, too. this gave me so much joy. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad this. You should yeah. definitely come on a little bit later. Dude, right? I'm so have, down. Yeah. For sure. Well, hey, I mean, I just, it'd be cool to like kind of update with where you're at. Oh, no, yeah. Just, we'll like, have to go six months or something like that. Because, dude, we oh. can talk forever about Ooh, the stuff dude. we talked about tonight. Dude. Yep. But, yep. like. I'm have to write down things. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> Ask like, the same question six months later. And just later. be like, I haven't known about this movie. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, it's Coda. Right. I come back. I'll watch it when I get yes. to it, and when I'm not obsessing over the Batman. Batman. That review's coming later, guys. Don't worry about Sweet. it. Sweet. But um. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'd love to have you back on at some point in the future. We'll work something out. And, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, guys. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty much it for tonight, Kyle. Thank you so much for making the time to come yeah, out here dude. and talk to us. I really appreciate it. I don't. I don't. I didn't ask Rob about this, but if you guys are willing, hit my design Instagram. Maybe Rob can put it in the in the description. Yeah, I'll put it but in the show wanna, notes. I'll if you want to give me a Instagram. follow and follow yeah. my graphic design journey. Absolutely, dude. I've seen his portfolio and his work. <laughs> He's very good at what he does. He has a very unique mind regarding it. And <laughs> I love sharing stuff with him that I find inspirational. Yeah, He'll share stuff with me sometimes, dude, too. It's, it's like it's great. talented guy right here. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll put his handles and stuff in the show bio. I'll put it on Instagram. Send it by Carrier Pigeon, whatever. I'll yeah. do whatever I can get to yeah. spread the word about what you're doing. And uh, Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I'll interview again at some point. Just got to get through the rest of my schedule at some point. Sweet. <laughs> me, too. Yeah. Me, too. But, uh, guys, if you found this helpful, too, please leave any feedback. Leave any comments, questions regarding any of this. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You know, if this is the kind of interview that's going to continue through this podcast because this is my first interview after nine episodes this is episode yeah. 10 i'm honored you know i really yeah well i'm honored to have you on here man i'm glad we were able to get this going but hey guys those of you who, who are listening to this if this is something that you find helpful or something you want to continue pursuing like yeah please let me know i can i can bring on guests who have very similar experience but usually apply it in different ways and samson's usually trying to tell me right now it's potty time <laughs> but we're gonna yeah he's he's just staring at me through his kennel right now like just he hasn't really took taken his eyes off of me but uh yeah please leave the feedback please leave whatever you know helpful you know praise or you know how can our interviews be better please just let us know yeah. and yeah i would be glad to continue to move forward through this with more guests that i have on and uh yeah Kyle, thanks for coming on. I yeah, will, uh, I'll talk to you later about all this, all right? Great. See you guys. Sweet. All right, everyone. With that, that was my interview with the one and the only Kyle Erlinson. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I do. And we're both not kidding. He was my first interview, and it was his first time being interviewed. So this is a really unique experience for both of us. But our goal is to hope that this inspires you and becomes a unique experience for you too because those of you listening here got to listen to the first out of many interviews I've done on this show. 
and will do. I'm I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping to bring down more down the road. It's gonna be great, guys. I'm I'm beyond excited for it. Uh, I know we mentioned it earlier, but if you want to follow Kyle's work, you can follow him on Instagram at kyleerlinson.ko. I'll put the full name in the description of the show, so you can just go ahead and find them on Instagram, give them a follow, and uh, yeah, that would be that'd be probably the best way to see his work. Uh, I know he's also on Instagram, just as Kyle Erlinson. Um, yeah, and as always, I'm on social media too at rob.the.builder underscore one on Instagram. And I'm also Diabolic Emu on Twitter, which at this point I'm only following crypto news because it's the only thing that I saw when I first opened the app. So, man, what a bad time to invest in crypto, am I right? Nah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, many more to come with that. This Friday, actually, I will be doing that review of the Batman that I've been talking about because, wow, what a movie. I'm probably probably going to see it one more time this week just for fun because I can. You know, I'm an adult. I'm wise with my money. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just going to see it as many times as I want at this point. It's really good. And I encourage all of you to see it too, but don't bring your kids or your squeamish spouses because that would be... Uh, I didn't endorse that if somebody gets scared, you know? But that being said, tune in on Friday for that review and next week for another potential interview. Haven't confirmed anything yet, but this one with the one and only Chad and Trevor Pentecost is more likely to happen than not. So tune in for that and I look forward to seeing any of the feedback or hearing anything you all have to say. As always, uh, donations for this show are always live. You can donate for as little as $1 a month. That link is in Spotify for you guys. Or you can find the show on anchor.fm. Go ahead and go there. Again, the donations are just for upgrading equipment at some point down the road. I'm not in such a spot where I'm like relying on this. But I do want to grow that side so I can provide you guys more valuable content in the future as well. Um, what we have now is already super valuable. But I want to keep doing that and like leveling up every single time for you guys. Because you as my listeners deserve to have that. And it'll be good for all of us because we get to learn from different perspectives in all walks of life. But hey, you know, go out, create something. Go out, have fun. Be active. Pursue something. Get off your ass at home from what you're not doing. And just go do something. Have fun with it, guys. That's what I want to leave you this week. Uh, that's what I want to leave you with this week. Words have been very hard. I apologize. But seriously... I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Have fun. Do something cool. Go see the Batman. Go see any movie you want. Or go out and have lunch or breakfast with a friend. Or go on a date with your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance, whatever. Just do something fun this week, guys. I'm about to call it here, but I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. And I look forward to bringing you all a couple more episodes here down the road in this following week. So... Thanks again for listening, guys, and don't forget to give the show a follow, spread the word. You know that jazz. Go ahead and give us a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and uh, yeah, spread the word. If you're interested in seeing some content again, or if you want to share your story, please reach out to me. You can reach me at my Instagram handle again, or you can... 
reach me, uh, email me on my website. There's an email form, I believe, or a contact form. I'll have to double check. Don't, don't quote me on that. But yeah, if you would like to appear on the show, if you have something you want to share that you think is valuable to everybody, then please, by all means, hit me up. I'd love to hear from you. All right? Well, you all have a fantastic week, and I look forward to more episodes here in the future with you.